It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Happy Monday, everybody, recording this and releasing it actually on a Monday. Brandon, who are we? It's been a minute. Yeah, season two, off to a great start. We say, wait, we call it season two or chapter two? I think we call it season, season, season two. Season yeah. two, season two. Um, season two, after a four-year season this one. It's like Saved by the Bell College. <laughs> yeah, college we're, on, we're on the quads like uh, the Olympic athletes. It's, uh, you know, it was four years for season one and now season two. Quint now, maybe. Quint, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. If we, if we even have it, it's yep. still, I think, up in there, but... Um, yeah, man, it's good to be back on here uh, today talking about some nutrition stuff, answering some listener questions. Yeah, listener questions. So we actually got a shout out. We got a DM from our boy Caleb, Caleb the 16th. Is that what that means? Right. All right, anyways. I, Roman numerals are hard. Math yeah, is hard. Yeah, that's all right. Anyway, so he says, uh, just, listening to, list, just listened to the Nutrition Coaching Podcast. Loved it. Wondering if you guys can talk about that type of stuff more. You discussed a lot of interesting things that didn't really involve direct focus on macros that would be really cool to learn more about. And uh, we're brainstorming about this. There's, there's yeah, a lot we can talk about so stuff with macros. Go, uh, for sure, for sure. But before we dive into this, a couple current events, right? You just got back from Iowa. Iowa, body temp, Iowa man. Right? Yeah, I had never been to Iowa. Taken off. Y'all are getting but big. It was fun, man. We were in. Uh, I was in Bondurant, Iowa, which was in, it's a little bit northeast of uh, uh, Des Moines, kind of in the greater metro area of Des Moines. Though mm-hmm. it was really cool. I've never been to Iowa, man. I actually yep. thoroughly enjoyed it. It was freaking cold. It's cold. And it's very flat. But it was uh, it was awesome, man. Great people, um, love the small town vibe. I like that kind of thing, and uh, it was definitely different, man. There's uh, Iowa does not they're not under mask mandates or anything right now, so that was definitely me on the flight. Obviously, in an airport, you have to and those kind of things. So but jealous. You get out, you get. Uh, I mean, like you, you're you're when you're out and you walk into a store, it's a mask. I was the only one, you know, kind of thing. Uh, it was a uh, it was definitely a different vibe. But you know, it was so much fun to to finally be out doing those again. We hadn't done one since January of. Uh, 2020, we were at uh, we went to Portland, Chris Stuffin's place, um, and now we're back on the road. You know, we're gonna have one in May here and one in May in, te- in Austin, Texas at On It at On It Academy. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah, that's big gonna time. be fun, man. That's gonna be good. Got to find a way to get on Rogan. Mission is Rogan. Everybody, if you know Joe Rogan, you're listening to my <laughs> listening to this. Uh, you know, see what you can do. <laughs> Hook brother up. <laughs> so you're up in Iowa. It was flat and cold. We had the opposite, man. It was it was so nice. It was like 80 degrees. I started training for Murph. Went yeah. running for the first time like in three months. I I was I was in my shorty shorts, ass cheeks hanging out in the back, down the river walk. It was so nice. <laughs> Instagram so nice. didn't have it. Yes. <laughs> no, the uh, the yeah, it's it was definitely a little cold. The wind was nippy, man, but um, I actually did I enjoyed Iowa, man. I'm just gonna be back. But I, I would go back, I would go back for sure. 
And just for another reminder, we have T-shirts. The link, oh, yeah. the link is in the show notes. The link is on our Instagram mm-hmm. page. And you, you can all rest assured that all the profits go to Josh and Brandon to yeah. buy whatever we want to. So let's dive into this episode, nutrition. Right now, Outside that's of crypto, records. bro. That's, crypt- that's, that's right. That goes to our crypto fund. Those are our Bitcoin. It goes to our Bitcoin fund. Buy and hold or hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so there, a lot we can talk about. We got we got we just started brainstorming, just rapid fire right mm-hmm. before this episode. So we got a lot of bullet points on on a whiteboard in front of us. So it looks like the first thing we got listed is colors. Yeah, man, I think that that is something we talk about micronutrients. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody like he met, you know Caleb mentioned how we talked about macros before, and you can go you know really specific with macros. And there's some debate out there about who you know how what our scope of practice as PTs or as strength coaches really is regarding giving people direct nutritional prescription. So uh, I think in general, if you stick with more of what we're talking today, which are more behavioral type things, you're, you're, you're in the clear there. Um, but when it comes to, to macros, you can get really specific with numbers and protein, carbs, and fat. And a lot of people argue that quality really doesn't matter necessarily in that instance. And I think depending on your goals, quality may not be the most important thing to achieve those goals. But when we're talking about general health and overall things that are probably good habits to instill, the more variety of colors of your food the better. You know, I'm talking like you want just more than just some greens. You need some yellows. You need some purples. You need some oranges. You need everything in there. So, you know to to make sure that you're not missing any particular micronutrient. So when we talk about micronutrients, your, your vitamins and minerals there, uh, if we are constantly eating the same things uh, like chicken and rice and chicken, rice and broccoli all the time, which I've been in that phase in my life, um, we potentially are deficient or, or low in, in, in other micronutrients that are not uh, in great quantities in those type of foods. So if you're varying your colors, um, I try to have people talk, try to hit something, you know, basically hit every color in the rainbow every day. If you're doing that, you are varying things really, really well. And so, um, yeah, more colors in your foods, for sure. So there's no way I'm hitting every color of the rainbow. And I'm yeah. currently the chicken and rice guy and, yeah. and black coffee guy, basically. So uh, so are there supplements we can do to hit all those colors? So, so Those green shakes you always yeah, hear about on other good. people's podcasts? Yeah, so that's a great question. There are, a, I, I would say, the ideal scenario is real food, right? Um, I personally like, if, if, if someone really has struggles with that, I would prefer them, and I, for myself too, uh, to take more of a greens powder and, or reds powder. Um, greens and reds, sometimes we'll see those together, um, instead of a multivitamin, mainly because when it's more in the greens powder, what I like to think of it as is it's also present with the other you know enzymes and cofactors that it typically will be present with if you ate the food uh, itself, which should hopefully help with you know breakdown absorption. So for me, I think the green, like a greens powder is probably a better alternative than, um, than not eating them, or also a better alternative than just a general multivitamin. Um, but ultimately, and that's the my opinion on it ultimately i think real food is the way to go if we can love it yeah man boom number two this one chewing your food man why why brandon enzymes yeah so so where is, yeah it's one of those things it's like uh we we know digestion actually starts in the mouth right so uh, there are enzymes in our saliva that that begin the process of helping us break down our food and so if it if you're like me and you're typically on the run basically trying to eat and and get food in as quick as i can between a patient or something like that you know you're taking a few big bites and swallowing mm-hmm. you know big chunks of food versus really taking the time to chew actually chew it all the way down and actually let you know not only the, the physical part of breaking it down happened in your mouth, but also that in the, the introduction of the saliva to that bolus of food now will help begin the process of digestion, particularly around um, basically the breakdowns of carbohydrates, things like that begin early in that process. 
I, I agree with that totally, but this is an interesting thing. So if any any uh, any Citadel grads out there listening to this, this, this is a big thing your knob year and your freshman. Yeah. Every every bite you take, you have to square your meals, right? So that means like you'd have to take your fork, you have to lift it up and then towards your mouth, and you'd have to finish that in three chews, right? So three chews and swallow every bite you took. What? Yes. I've never heard of that. And the purpose behind this was it was supposed to teach you that if you're having a conversation, you're at a dinner party, maybe on a date, that you can keep the conversation going and not excessively chew for too long of a period of time. So Dang. I guess if you're dating CrossFit chicks, they probably get it, right? Yeah, chew, yeah. Chew, you chew, whatever, food, get bro. those enzymes, get your protein. Yeah. But anybody else, I don't know, you might find, you might yeah, strike say, a balance. Yeah. You got to be able to, I've never heard of that. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, you maybe, three chews and swallow. Count the, uh, Count the alphabet. That's an easy one. Something like that. Twenty to thirty times. Um, alphabet has twenty six. I do. I do remember that. I believe. I don't have kids, so I haven't had to sing the alphabet song in, in a while yep. yet. Um, but the yeah, chewing your food is is huge. It's going to help your gut. Think of it that way. Like you're chewing your food to help your gut. But and then number three, man, I have slowing down. And so this, I put it in as a separate thing. In the chewing your food is slowing down in a way because this to me is is. Eating should be a time, hopefully, if we can, where we actually sit down, where we put our phone away, where we actually take time to smell our food, chew it, enjoy it, and potentially be able to, you know, socialize in a way if possible and converse. And, and, and you know, that is basically a chance to de-stress, essentially. And it should be helpful, in theory, for digestion there. Um, you know, we talk about... Um, rest and digest if we can calm ourselves down a little bit by actually sitting down not looking at our phone every two seconds you know enjoying the company of, of someone that you know we work with or you know our spouse if we're at home and eating eating uh, that also is going to help us in the long run just in terms of more of this idea of like behaviors introducing new behaviors and habits that i think can be helpful with nutrition it's easier said than done though let me tell you devil's advocate here all right hit me all right, it's it's Shred City season right now, but a week ago I was still in bulking season. So one of the tricks I do is I actually try to eat as quickly as possible before that signal goes to my brain that I'm full, right? That my belly's full. <laughs> so I try to just take as many bites as quickly as I can so I can fit more food in. So yeah. it finally hits. I'm good. Right there you go. Well, I feel you like know, it's a good strategy. You know, it, it, I guess it, again, these are all uh, you, every situation is an n equals one. Um, but you know, that's another part of it too. Is is hunger or our satiety cues are delayed a little bit, and so if we are slowing down in eating, we are less likely to overeat in that instance um, because we're, we're giving our body time to to essentially recognize and give those signal, signals to us. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I do think that if in an idea world uh, if we're not trying to bulk up we're, we're probably going to take our time if we can yeah try to channel my inner joey chestnut that's yeah exactly right. dude that dude hey that's an athlete right there mm-hmm. that's an sure. athlete that's a real sport Absolutely. that's a real sport in my mind get that guy in the olympics yeah. <laughs> all right what's the next one i can't read that oh man my chicken scratch. hydration hydration boom hydration. yeah oh my gosh i feel like i have this conversation daily with with a, a different patient like every day i'm talking about something related to hydration um just because i think it's something that we we don't emphasize enough and don't track. You know, if you, you know, a lot of times when I do an evaluation with somebody, I'm asking about nutrition and hydration and things like that, uh, you know, if I can, if I feel like I, it's relevant and important to what's going on. And a lot of times that people have no idea the answer. I ask, how much, how much water do you have in a day? No, no idea. Um, and it's, you know, mainly just because it's not an emphasis or a priority to them. So a lot of times there is a lot of coffee, soft drinks, 
teas, things like that. And I'm not necessarily sitting here and demonizing those things, but we can't forget that we need to have adequate water intake. Um, that is huge for, for just general function and you know cellular function in our body is making sure we have adequate hydration levels. And and a general rule of thumb there is you know start take your body weight uh, you know in pounds you know for all of our, our we know we have some listeners in the UK so we're talking so we're talking about the pounds right here uh, we're going to divide not kilos divide that by two and use that as a metric for how many ounces of water to, ounces of water to drink in a day as a start so if you're 180 pounds start by trying to hit about 90 ounces of water a day um, now that is. Um, these are said than done, right, for a lot of people because mm-hmm. some people I know have some that have like, you know, they're in the 20s and 30s ounces of just water a day. And so I'm not necessarily jumping them right to 90 or anything like that, but I'm just encouraging like, hey, let's start to add just a little bit. And I typically go at this from more of like a number of bottles standpoint. So like, you know, if they come in or ask them, like, do you have a, a, a you know, bottle or a, a cup that you typically drink most things out of? Because we all kind of do. We all have the, the Yeti tumbler or whatever it might be um, that we typically drink most of our beverages out of. And, and and figure out how many ounces that is and then start with a certain number of those and so it might be a 16 ounce you know 16 ounce yeti that has uh, you know that i want them to start with three you know and that's only 48 ounces of of water but if they were not getting that before that where i start where i would start and then a week later it's like hey i want to get a fourth one in now and so now if they're not having to count how many ounces they just know i need to fill this thing up four times today and, and, and just building people up and that changes even more in the state like South Carolina where we are, have a high ambient temperature in the summers and it is sticky and we're all sweating can't walk outside without starting to be dripping dripping and sweat so um, I think it only increases based on activity level and based on um, environment and if you work out in a hot environment even more so hydration I think is fits right into this as well Makes sense. Hotter it is, more you sweat, the more water you need. And yeah. also want to add jug life. Jug life's best life. Right? Yeah. You can measure that water easy throughout the day. Glass, if you can do it, right? Yeah. Get your reverse osmosis. We got one of those in the house. Oh, it yeah. filters out the fluoride and the birth control in the water system. <laughs> salt. What are your thoughts about salt? A little bit of salt in the water so we retain it more? Yeah, you can play around with that kind of stuff, too. I typically think our normal Western diet has enough salt in it that I don't usually encourage a ton of additional salt. But that being said, it could, you know, that could be something to play around with there, too. And you could get into a lot of it. We're talking about electrolyte balance and trying to figure out, you know, you know how do we balance all of those types of things? Um, because again, if you are perspiring a lot due to your activity level or whatever it is, there might be a need for some kind of electro, you know, electrolyte replenishment too. Um, in addition to just taking in water, so every case is is unique. But first thing is try to just figure out track for a little bit how much water you actually take in, and then we start from there and we start to build slowly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember some of the bros at the gym told me when I was a kid. Water is your best supplement, but these guys are all Juice City too, though. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Next on the list, local in season slash quality organic meats. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think this is something too. If you're talking about trying to to be as I'm gonna say how I, how I word this. Um, I think it's one. There's this is multifaceted. It supports local, which is great, right? I think we always try to buy local if we can. Um, two, from a quality perspective, eating something in season uh, is great, right? And, and if you can get it fresh and you can get it, um, you know, from somewhere nearby and it was just picked and that kind of thing, I think it's always great rather than something that maybe you know was frozen or traveled halfway around the world and that kind of stuff. So if you can, I like to get local and in season. And then for me, quality wise too, I think quality of meat is is super important here um and 
that too, if we can make it a little bit more of a an organic scenario or a, or a uh, a local scenario, and I know that organic work gets thrown out all the time, but basically the way I'm looking at it is if I can, you know, if I think about what you're consuming, if you think about what you're consuming from a meat perspective, it's like you are consuming something that you're also consuming whatever it consumed, and there is a vast range of, of quality of, of, you know, how that animal was raised depending on, you know, the, the environment it was raised in. And so for me, if I'm thinking about like what I'm putting in me, I have to also think about not just, Oh, I'm eating, well, I'm eating, I'm eating grilled chicken instead of fried chicken. You know, like I get why, well, I get why people think, Oh, that's healthier, but listen, you got to think further than that if possible. How, where did that chicken come from? Uh, you know, that, that is, uh, you know, something I think we should consider too. If you really want to talk about just implementing healthy behaviors here. So if possible, you go to your local farmer's market if you have one near you. We've got some great ones here. Um, get to know certain farmers. I mean, Joey, we, you know, Joey who works at the gym here, he lives on a farm. And so Joey's, Joey's my farmer. In a tent. Yeah, in a tent on a farm. And um, so when I, you know, they do, they, they do like meat boxes from that farm where you can get, um, you know, on basically a subscription to, you know, it's kind of how they, they run it. And you've got, um, weekly deliveries of the, the meats that you're going to need and they're all you know from that farm and it's just it's it's awesome and, and the quality is great you can taste the difference but also I feel very confident about what I'm putting in my body there so if you can afford to I understand it can be a little bit more expensive for that kind of thing ideally we'd want to make sure that quality is also uh, you know something that we're, we're going after so quality and in, in terms of we mentioned a little earlier and getting a wide variety of things and, and you know different colors and that kind of thing so we're varying it but also just where it comes from for sure and if you're balling on a budget, I'm a big fan of Aldi. Don't forget your quarter. Yeah. They got good, cheap, organic grass-fed beef, eggs, too, yep. right? We go to Aldi, too, now. Yep. I live on this side of the yeah. river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. Awesome. So, and, and uh, eggs, right? Cage-free, free-range eggs have a completely different omega-369 yeah. uh, amino, yeah, yeah, yeah. amino acid profile than the mass-produced eggs, too. Yeah. So, um, 100%. You know, more, like, that is so, so, so important. And it's like we think, oh, well, I'm eating really healthy because I'm eating these certain types of foods. But it's not just the category of food you're eating just because oh yeah you're eating eggs and egg whites and chicken and broccoli and that it's still there's is there's more to it than just what it is it's also like the the where it came from Mm -hmm. and you know and how it got there kind of thing for sure but you know and the i have after kind of a a little bit into the quantity portion of this. Um, I know we talked we weren't going to go too far into macros, but if you are trying to figure out a little bit more from a quantity portion, hand portions, you know, and, and to, to try to, to hand estimates to basically determine are you getting enough or, or the right amount of different macros. I don't know, have you ever done anything like that where you're, you're trying to estimate how much you're taking in? Nope. Yeah. I got little hands, and <laughs> as soon as I, if I, if I use my hands size as like a steak portion, I'm like, I go bigger. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you can, so weighing and measuring your food and all that kind of thing. Some people are just not able to do that or not want, they don't want to do that. They're not cut out to do that. Some people it's, it's a religion to them, right? You know, they're weighing and measuring everything. And when I meal prep on, you know, for the week, I do weigh and measure, uh, you know, some of the ingredients there, mainly the protein to make sure that I'm getting an adequate amount. Um, and, and I try to have that even throughout the day. So like, I'll make sure like when I make, make a huge thing of chicken, I am weighing what I'm putting in each container. So I'm staying about equal, right? But when, and, you know, that's not always possible um, or desirable for everyone, especially if you're eating out at a restaurant or anything like that. But you can use your hands as a way to estimate how much you're coming in or how much you're taking in. So, you know, essentially, uh, you know, a way to do that would be to use like the size of your palm for your, your meat portions or um, your size of your thumb for um, for estimating fats and, and, you know, a cupped hand for, for carbohydrates uh, and things like that. And there's a lot of research, a lot of 
stuff on this online, resources online that you can look at if you're trying to estimate those things. But if you're if you do have goals related to body composition, intake is important, right? We know that calories in, calories out is a thing, um, and and it goes a little deeper than that. Um, but ultimately, we have to create a, a sustainable deficit there if we're trying to lose weight, or sustainable surplus if we're trying to, to put on mass. So, you know, estimating might be important for you based on your goals, and using hand portions is a way to do that. And so, if you're not somebody that wants to get the scale out and weigh everything out, I don't blame you. But it would be good to have a good idea to make sure you're getting enough of what you need um, so hand portions can be somewhere something we can do thank god i'm an ectomorph yeah you're man, lucky if I had to man. Go my hands i'd be starving yeah <laughs> you're lucky man yeah all but, right next on the list water water first in the morning before coffee. yeah Ooh. this is something this is something that i have have <laughs> talked dicey. to a lot of people about too you know i try to have a little bit of water first thing in the morning prior to that first glass a glass of coffee or a cup of coffee um the I, I do I just think that coffee coffee can be a little hard on the gut first thing right if we can if we can start with a little bit of water and there's actually some things you can do there's some interesting um thoughts out there and people put a lot of stuff out about adding like a little bit of lemon to it or even like some some really high quality salt to that water like some Himalayan sea salt kind of thing um, to where you're just helping with rehydrating after the night because you know you sweat when you sleep as gross as that sounds like you that's why you why do you think you wake up less weighing less in the morning than when you went to sleep it's uh, that weight didn't magically disappear it's, it's usually because of perspiration a little bit um, and so it, it starts that that process of getting you hydrated for the day if we can and it's going to be a little bit more easier on the gut when you do start to guzzle down the coffee so i like the the getting in the habit of you know a glass 12 ounces of water with a little bit of lemon maybe and a little bit of that sea salt and i try to do that and get outside i let my dogs out and i go out with them if i can if the weather's okay with that glass of water and that's kind of my my routine before touching the coffee uh, and i do think that it's, it's helped with like my my gut health for sure Right. So it's just for gut health, right? That's Mainly, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Or is that a strategy to if you're trying to be in a caloric deficit where the water is going to take a little space in your in your potentially? Stomach? Yeah, yeah. There could be multi multiple uses for it. For me, again, I'm sticking to more towards it, like the general healthy behaviors mm-hmm. is kind of the topic of this, if we can, and 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 trying to go, you know, that is just I think a gener- a, a way to to start that rehydration process too if you're thinking about it from somebody who struggles with water too is if you have that 12 ounces at the start of the day and that's what they do every single morning you're already stepping off on the right foot gotcha. um, so I, I, I personally love the water first well let's, let's deviate a little bit since we're talking about gut health oh man Pro, probiotics right kombucha is yeah. trendy right now it's like mm-hmm. the Brussels sprouts of yeah. 2021 so, so thoughts about that like how, how valuable do you think probiotics are and are sources like kombucha a good Oh, man. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of... I I wouldn't say I'm... How do I put this? One, I wouldn't say that I'm an expert in this area, so I think I, I would hesitate to try to you know make get that perception that I've done a ton of, of research in this area. For me, I think I am so there's so much more low hanging fruit than I'm worried about if you got enough kombucha in your diet, kind of thing. You know um, that I, I typically am not going to that first because ultimately, you know, people I feel like go for those kind of things because I won't call them hacks, but it's almost like that that mindset of like, oh, I just need to do this and it, everything will be fine. But they aren't checking all these other boxes that I think are, are arguably more important. Um, I, I think that, you know, not just probiotics, but potentially prebiotics for me, it's basically would be, uh, you know, another option there. You're essentially providing fuel for the the 
gut bacteria in that instance um, versus introducing the new cultures kind of thing. Um, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell people that they need to place a huge emphasis on it because mm-hmm. I think these other things are probably a bigger bang for your buck. But if you're somebody who does not consume a lot of things like uh, you know Greek yogurt or dairy or that kind of stuff and you, ha- and you don't get any of those, it might be something to look into. But mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts, man? I'm trying. I'm trying to decipher whether or not that's legit or not because it seems like yeah. stuff keeps coming up over and over again. You keep seeing in headlines, and uh, yeah. I don't know if it's just BS. Like a lot of other stuff currently headlines, uh, hard to tell. But uh, I've heard Joey. We got to get him on the podcast. I know. He, you Joey will be able to wrap on it forever. We'll get Joey on here to Joey, answer. We'll ask that question. Yeah, I mean, he was talking about just the, the quality of the dirt our food grows in, and mm-hmm. about how that's changed so much over the years. And and one method of getting uh, probiotics or just good good bacteria in your gut is just by putting your hands in the dirt. And digging and stuff like that too, which which makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the skin is 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 a mode for it's a route for where we can get mm-hmm. things in our bloodstream and whatnot too. So very interesting, something I'd like to learn more about. But it's yeah, hard me to, too. I'm, it's I hard to decipher what, that what's one. true and what's not. But yeah, just but I like kombucha. I like it tastes. Like, no, I, I do like too. I do. I like, I like the carbonation. Yeah, the carbonation is what I like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah man. All right. So what's next? Um, what is, what is St- stimulus stimulus control? Oh man, Ooh. this is a huge one for me personally. Real talk about personal life here. Uh, my wife is amazing, but she uh, and she cooks a lot of the food that we eat, and it's great. But she does have a little bit of a sweet tooth and likes to have things around the house. And I have zero self control when it comes to a lot of the stuff of the food. So if it's in the house, I will probably eat it. And and so for me, one of the biggest things that has helped me is that more stimulus control is not having it present. Because if I really want something, I am very unlikely to get in my car, go drive to the store just to buy that one thing that I really want. That's just, I'm calling that because I'm just too lazy. I'm not yeah, dedicated I'm enough to the game. I'm not like, dedicated like enough that, to be lazy. Uh, no, be lazy. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm very unlikely to, to plan an opportunity to go do that. But if it's in the house, you can bet it's going to get consumed at some mm-hmm. point. And so stimulus control, some of you, if you're like me in that way, you know, don't, you don't have it around and instead have better alternatives and that kind of leads almost into our next point which is basically the whole planning of your nutrition right um, it amazes me how many people have really well thought out plans for other things in their life training um, financial plans um, their their budgets are immaculate and they have everything down to the cent allocated uh, you know they, I mean different things where they're just so organized but then from a nutrition standpoint it is totally just a off the cuff fly by the seat of your pants standpoint and they have zero plan and and it's hard to you know and then they they it's hard to expect success when there isn't a plan in place. And and so I think people a lot of times beat themselves up on like, well, I, you know, I can't, why is this not working for me? I feel like I struggle in this area. Well, a lot of it is just because the preparation hasn't been there. And so part of that for me is that stimulus control, not having it there, but I need to have alternatives, right? So I think the biggest factor that changed my nutrition over time and that I try to work with people on is developing their plan. So that means thinking about what are you going to eat this week and think ahead of time. I know that's sometimes hard. Like, well, I don't know what I'm going to want. You know, I don't know what I'm going to want to order at a restaurant or what I'm going to want to eat. But 
for a lot of the time, it helps if you just go ahead and plan that out and then turn that meal plan that you create based on whatever it is. And I'm not going to tell you what it needs to be or, or whatever it is. You got to figure it out for you. Turn that into an ingredients list at the grocery, for the grocery store. And so, you know, almost plan your grocery list based on the meals you are going to be making and, and then sticking to that grocery list when you're at the grocery store. And before you know it, you're at the house with all the food that you actually need and nothing that you don't need. And, and you know, yes, that's going to involve a, lot, a little bit more prep and a little bit more work. But if you're talking about really trying to have success with a lot of these, um, a lot of these different things as it relates to nutrition and, and different goals people have, the planning aspect is huge. So thinking it out, writing it down, coming up with your meals, putting, you know, even if you're not making those meals all on Sunday and or a certain day and prepping for the week, at least knowing what you're going to make on for dinner on Wednesday. You know, if you're going to go to the grocery store one time in a week, you should already know what you're making for dinner on Wednesday and, Wednesday and dinner on Friday if possible. So that way you can plan and have the right ingredients and nothing that you don't need. Um, and so that's, that's huge for me to make sure that the stimulus control, um, I can follow that is having the right things in the house. No, I like that, man. And, and I think another way to look at this, I plan on getting like two, maybe three shirtless pics this summer on Instagram. Mm. And so mm. whenever I go to grocery store, I got to think about, all right, if I eat this shit, is it going to make me look ripped? How yeah. many, how many filters am I going to apply to this picture? Yeah. And so a lot of chicken, a lot of rice, not yeah. a lot of rice, a lot more chicken, less rice, Water, waterfalls, carbs, right? Yeah. I don't know where I was going with this. So, yeah. <laughs> a lot of chicken, a lot of rice, yeah. less rice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I get shirtless pics on Instagram. I can't wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's, like my, that's, that's, that's my pretty much pretty much my only motivation for uh, eating right and, and lifting right. There you go. There we go. All yeah, right. man. So we got two more written down here. First one is is just a rule of thumb, a general thumb is shopping on the outsides of the grocery store. Stay on the outside. I heard heard that a long time ago, and I really do think it, stay, it stays true. If you think about the grocery store you go to, a lot of times on the outsides when you're walking around, you're going to hit the produce section. You're going to hit the the meats or the the meat counter, and mm-hmm. go around. And you're gonna you're gonna be out of the aisles in which you have your chips, your crackers, your cookies, your pasta, your that kind of stuff that you can that not. I'm not going to say any food is inherent bad but if we're thinking about trying to maximize our quality here and we're thinking about you know uh, what we're trying to buy um Stay on the outsides is good. And I think a good rule of thumb, too, that I didn't write down that just came to me is another saying I once heard that said the the best foods don't have labels. You know? um, and I think that that is so true as well. When you think about going to the produce section and you're picking out what you want or going up to the, the meat counter and selecting what cut you want and they're cutting it for you and doing that. I mean, the best foods probably don't have labels on them. And you're probably and they're not coming in a box. And you're probably getting them on the outsides of the store. So just from general rules of thumb there it makes sense i'm trying to like picture in my head what how the how the grocery store is laid out and uh again i think aldi's like an outlier it's just a completely different beast but aldi is uh, yeah yeah but i you know you can well yeah. it's all the aldi we go to doesn't have a meat counter and doesn't have they got they got a meat section it's not like an actual counter right yeah. but the produce is on the, the produce is on the edge you're right. right there. You go. It's straight. You walk in on the left side. As soon as you yeah. walk in, though, it's like goldfish. Uh, stuff for my kids, right? Oh, they they do. They Popcorn. get you right when you Can- walk in. German candy. German the chocolate. Bread, the bread is right there too. Dude, the, yeah. the, the the salted dark chocolate caramels. Have you had those? I have not, but now I'm probably gonna stop it all in the way. Stimulus control. Yes. Yeah, oh man, <laughs> I'm bringing some to work tomorrow. Oh man. Yeah, but no, those are just gen- again general rules of thumb. You're looking for things that probably don't have. Um, don't have labels on them. Mm-hmm. And the last one I have is learning basic cooking skills. Like a lot of times we, we 
sometimes people get struggle to get started or to stick with something because they one get tired of eating the same bland stuff over and over again because they don't know how to prepare anything out better or if you're not good at something it's frustrating or it takes a lot of time you're less likely to stick to it and there are a ton of research resources out there i mean youtube is amazing you know there's some great resources out there on learning basic cooking skills how to add flavor in certain ways and and, and how to you'll be able to spice up your food with really basic strategies here and and you know, I again, I'm I'm lucky that my wife likes to cook. Um, you know, so I am I am not required to do the heavy lifting in that department at our house. Um, but you know, prior to getting married, you know, I made all my own food, and so it was the same. I had to learn some strategies on how to do this, and I think that is, you know, if you really want to thrive from a nutrition standpoint. Learning some basic nutrition skills, or not nutrition skills, but cooking skills, is going to be a huge thing for keeping you on track because you're not going to get bored. You know, you're not going to get bored, and it's not going to feel as much of a chore when you're really efficient with it. I mean, I can take a whole thing of groceries and in an hour, hour and a half have all the meals I need prepared and prepared well, um, you know, in one in one day for the rest of the week. And, and it takes time to get to that point. Um, but if you really want to have success in the area, you got to devote some time to, to learning how to do it right. And cooking skills, man, learn how to cook. Josh, you a Crock-Pot guy or an Air Fryer guy? Ooh, both. Instapot, too, man. We got, we got an Instapot and an Air Fryer for, um, like, wedding registry and things like that. And, uh, I feel like Air Fryer is just trendy right now. Everybody's talking about it. They're so good, though. It's so easy. It's worth it. But it's, you can only fit, like, 12 chicken wings in one of those. You have they're to get, small. Like, they're not huge. You have to get, like, an industrial one. But it goes so to. quick. You can get you can do multiple yeah. rounds. Dude, I made um, we, I made homemade sweet potato fries the other day. They're just phenomenal. Phenomenal, man. Yeah. But I'm putting all my veggies in there, too, man. You put, like, throw, like, a mix of broccoli and cauliflower and carrots and stuff in there too and, fr- and air fry I'm telling you if you're looking you like it. veggies I'm looking you're, you're trying to expand your veggie profile air fryer might be the way gotcha we, use, that, we use an Instapot all the cool. time Instapot's yep. our thing Instapot is sure. good we got one of those too my wife yeah. uses it a lot I'm, I'm a do, crock pot guy I don't do Joe, I just throw chicken thighs in there man and I'm good for the week no I don't do the full crock pot much anymore now that we have an Instapot yeah I, okay. I found myself I used to though and you're right they're that you can it, it's really easy to, to just throw a few things in there with some chicken and you're set. And spot will change your life. Got it. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. This is good. We're talking about some, and along with the cooking skills, is investing in in this, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you don't have any of those tools to cook well, if you don't have a grill, okay, get try to get a foreman or something. Mm -hmm. If you don't have an instapot, try to get an old school crock pot. You know, Mm -hmm. there aren't those aren't that expensive. Um, Or you know, you don't have to have every device, kitchen device ever. But Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be a lot harder to make, you know good tasting and variety and you know a lot of different variety in the things you're eating if you don't have those things that kinds of equipment so and that's been fun too for my wife and i is to invest in different things like that and then they usually come with some recipes or you can look up like recipes on it and then learning how to use it coming up with new yeah, things man. and now we have new favorites that we would never have tried otherwise so right youtube you know? university right dude seriously you can learn anything on youtube I'm, I'm almost convinced i didn't need to go to pt yeah, school right. i could have gone to youtube hey dude this, this, <laughs> is, this is what it's uh it's it's march 2021 no matter where you go to college we're all going to YouTube University. Mm-hmm. And Wikipedia, bro. That's right. Wikipedia. You learn anything on Wikipedia. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, good episode. Full yeah, content. Yeah, thank you for the question, Caleb. Yeah, Caleb, yeah, appreciate that. it. Yeah, any other listeners, please keep this coming. That gives us material yep. to let us prep, keep us motivated, and we'll be back next week. It's a Better Faster podcast. We're out.
This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.